Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps. I'm Ariel from App Figures, and here's your weekly roundup of the most interesting updates from the world of mobile apps and games, according to me. So TikTok is in trouble in the US. Maybe, probably, it's really hard to tell. But in case you haven't heard, the US Senate is annoyed after an article by BuzzFeed suggested TikTok is sending private data from US users to the motherland, aka China. Plus that TikTok lied to the Intelligence Committee. I was surprised the Senate believed them in the first place, so to me this isn't a surprise at all. But just how many Americans are TikToking? Well, a lot. According to our estimates, the TikTok app has been downloaded by more than 222 million devices in the U.S. since 2017. Let's put that into context. According to data from Statista, there are 295 million mobile devices in use in the U.S., which means three in four American mobile users have downloaded TikTok at some point since it became a teen sensation. Now, senators are asking that the FTC will investigate TikTok's data handling processes, and the head of the FCC is asking Apple and Google to remove TikTok from their stores in the U.S., so things seem pretty grim for TikTok, right? I don't know. So this isn't the first time TikTok is in hot water, and I suspect that just like the previous times, it'll manage to continue doing what it's doing just the way it feels like doing it without any real consequences. And why do I say that? It already lied to lawmakers multiple times over the last few years with really no consequences and even faced a near ban by the president, which didn't actually happen. So. All that while being one of the most downloaded apps in the U.S. and also one of the top earners. What do you think? Is TikTok going away anytime soon? And speaking of popular apps, June's done with, which means it's time to crunch the numbers and rank the most downloaded apps in the world. So June saw the return of a familiar face as well as a couple of interesting trends. And I say interesting, and let's put them in quotes. Let's start at the top. Instagram was the most downloaded app in the world in June. TikTok, May's winner, saw more downloads in June than in May, but Instagram saw even more. And yes, much of Instagram's growth can still be attributed to India, where TikTok is still banned. Instagram ended June with 57 million downloads and TikTok with 55 million downloads, according to our app intelligence. Will TikTok regain its top spot? <laughs> more questions about TikTok. We'll have to just wait and see. Now, here's the trend. Facebook also managed to clear the top 10 list in the App Store side in June after dropping out in May, which surprised many viewers and listeners. But Facebook and Messenger never dropped out of the combined list, and June was no different with the two taking the third and sixth spots, respectively. Another interesting trend that's been developing for the last few months is Microsoft Word creeping into the top 10 list on the Google Play side of things. Sure, Word is popular on the desktop, but is it really that popular in mobile? And the easy answer is yes. But that's not exactly a trend. It became a trend when Google Docs joined the list in June. Is this just for the summer? Will it continue beyond? We'll have to wait and see. Really a lot of questions today. Together, the top 10 most downloaded apps in the world made their way into 345 million devices, according to our estimates. That's a bit lower than last month, but not enough to be concerned about yet. In addition to downloads, I also crunched the numbers and ranked the highest earning apps in the U.S. in May. And by the way, I focus on the U.S. for revenue because that's where most of the money is in. But if you want me to expand this report, let me know in the comments. Now, I would love to say that June was an exciting month in revenue, but it simply was not. HBO Max continued to be the highest earning app in the U.S., setting $47 million of net revenue 
to its bottom line in June, according to our estimates. What's interesting to me here is that there wasn't really any amazing new title release that caused this. In fact, HBO Max seems to be going back to pre-COVID release standards where new titles go to theaters first. Yet revenue is still holding up. I say that while looking at Disney+, Plus, which made the list in June easily, but with about half the revenue of HBO Max. And I remember the days when the two were kind of even. Another tiny trend is LinkedIn made the cut again in June, adding $15 million of net revenue to its bottom line. Our estimates show that most of that total came from the App Store. Together, the top 10 highest earning apps raked in a cool $299 million of net revenue from the US in June. And if you've been following the last few episodes, you know that's a bit lower than May, which was a bit lower than April. So I hope July will break the pattern. We'll have to see. This is a good time to ask if you gave the episode a like already. And if you have it and you're still here, please do that. Another area to look at now that June's done is Twitter. Unlike the months leading up to it, June was substantially quieter for Twitter. Elon slowed down his use of the platform, there was very little bickering, and it felt like the news cycle moved on for a moment, but is quiet good for the bottom line. As I've done in previous months, let's have a look at Twitter's in-app revenue and how it compares to previous months. Numbers first. Twitter ended June with net revenue of $439,000, according to our estimates, and this is net, which means after Apple and Google take their 30% fee. Twitter's in-app revenue has grown by double digits nearly every month since it started monetizing, but June's increase marks a departure from that. While June's total isn't lower than May's, it's only barely higher, and by barely, I mean just about 1%. Have you heard the saying, no news is good news? That doesn't seem to be the case for Twitter this month. But really, I think the reason for this lackluster growth isn't just the uncertainty surrounding Twitter, but rather it's the lackluster paid offering. Not much has changed from last month and that was already pretty dry. Nearly every other social platform is doing more to monetize and Twitter's inability to do that is its biggest enemy. And I really, really hope that changes and fast. And by the way, one little thing, if you're comparing these numbers to last month's episode and thinking these are way too high, that's because last month I looked at revenue in the US. Well, this month, I've expended the report to include global revenue. You're welcome. And last for this week, in the last episode, I looked at how revenge travel, huh? the weirdest name if you ask me, is skyrocketing and how well we can see it translate into downloads. I looked at airlines, car rentals, and travel booking apps, and there were a lot of downloads. Well, there's one little category I didn't touch on that's also seeing downloads exploding and that's the category pretty much owned by Google, which is driving directions apps. And by that, I mean Google Maps and Waze. Combined weekly downloads of Google Maps and Waze, both owned by Google, rose by 92% since January. In absolute terms, that translates into 4.8 million downloads last week, according to estimates, which happens to be the second highest week of downloads this year. I am not at all sure why this trend is called revenge travel, but what I am sure is that this is a great time for competitors to step up their mobile game and ride this wave instead of letting Google have it. And Google is having it. And on that happy note, that's all I have for you this week. I hope you've learned something useful. Check out last week's episode to see what revenge travel looks like in downloads. And if you want more episodes like this one, make sure to subscribe to the channel. I'll see you next week.